0: As our children are going to their classes this morning, would you bow with me and pray? And let's ask that the Lord's uh, word would have its way this morning, that it would speak to our hearts, um, and uh, that we, we would be blessed by the presence of the Lord as our praise man and son. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to stand here uh, in this pulpit, uh, Lord, I Take it as a a great responsibility, um, Father, and uh, just an honor uh, to be able to speak, uh, Father, to our Infinity Church family and our visitors today. I pray that, Father, you would uh, allow me to stand on the authority of the Word of God, that you would, uh, Father, place me behind the cross, and that everything that is said and done here this morning is for your glory. Uh, And, Father, that is our prayer, that we would feel your presence this morning as we study from your word, and as we apply it to our lives today. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for the hope, the true hope, the blessed hope that is in Christ Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to be looking in Lamentations today. And I know right away you are saying, Daniel, I didn't know there was uh, such a book as Lamentations in the Word of God. Well, there is. It's in the Old Testament. If you would go to Psalms, which is in the middle of your Bible, and turn to the right and go a few books, Lamentations is a book of five chapters that is located between uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And so we'll be in Lamentations, chapter number three. We'll be reading from God's Word, verses 21 through 25. Pastor Philip, about three, four weeks ago, asked me, he said, um, he said, Dan, I'm going to be on vacation, uh, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be gone March 27th. And he said, um, would, would you like to speak and preach for us on that day? And I said, Pastor Philip, let me pray about that. Yes, I'll be glad to do that. I always enjoy speaking for the Lord, and if you ask me, you're going to get an answer of yes if I am physically, mentally, emotionally, Able to speak. And so uh, I I thank Pastor Philip for putting his trust in me and giving me an opportunity to uh, speak to you all today. So if you have your Bibles and uh, you're uh, at Lamentations, chapter number three, verses 21 through 25, I want to read our text this morning. These are the words of the Lord God, inspired and penned by the prophet Jeremiah. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who depend on Him, to those who search for Him. Bless the reading of God's Word this morning. Psychology Today is a well-known magazine, uh, a periodical. And um, this past February, just a few weeks ago, February the 12th, as a matter of fact, 2022, Psychology Today had an article about hope. In its magazine. And I read through that and just captured, in essence, what that article was saying to its readers. And here's just a couple of bullet points of what that magazine article said about hope. It said, Hope is a powerful and universal human experience, it said, Hope is a powerful life force. Hope represents a profound yearning for betterment. Hope can generate creative thinking and courage. And I thought to myself, great article, truth, wonderful, but do you know that article says nothing that God's Word said to us almost 2,700 years ago in the day and the life of in the time of the prophet Jeremiah. When we need illumination, when we need instruction, when we need education, it is buried in the Word of God. And so here we're going to talk today about something that the Lord has laid upon my heart. Um, I, I thought about what I could bring, Pastor Philip is leading us through the Ten Commandments, a wonderful study. I've enjoyed that so much, and he will pick that up next week. And as I begin to think and pray, and Lord, um, what, what do you have? What word do you have that you want me to be your vessel, your instrument, that I bring to my brothers and sisters here at Infinity Church? And as I began to pray about that and think about that, I began to think about my own life, and I began to think about my, my own thinking. And, uh, man, we need hope, don't we? I don't know about you all, but I, I need some hope. And so the Lord began to impress this upon me, and I began to think about it, and I began to pray about it, and I began to do some research. And, man, I landed here at Lamentations, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt Right here today, this is what the Lord wants me to share with you today. And the reason I know that is because I have prepared for it. I have read it, studied it, made some notes to myself, and it has encouraged me and it has emboldened me, the words of Jeremiah, and I pray that it will do the same for you today in this world that we live in um, today. Uh, J.R. Tolkien is the author of The Lord of the Rings. Now, I am not a preacher, so I don't have seminary training, so I don't know how to organize a sermon. I don't know, you know, the three points and then the conclusion and that kind of thing. My mind will race ahead. My wife told me she... I'll just tell you all right now. My wife gave me some great counsel yesterday. She told me two things. She said, Daniel, remember, you lose your audience's attention after 30 minutes Bing, got that, okay, got that. And she said, and you have a tendency, Daniel, to repeat things. And she said, don't repeat things. But guess what? My wife is not in the sanctuary. (laughs) She she is in the children's church teaching, and I am in the Spirit, and I am free and at liberty. (laughs) And if you all tell her that I repeated anything, then I will deny it. J.R. Tolkien, the Lord of the Rings, he says where there's life, there's hope. Matthew Henry, you may know Matthew Henry, that great biblical commentator of old. I love this. He said, but for hope the heart would break. And then I like this quote that I found regarding hope. Listen carefully. Hope sees the invisible feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. Now, does not in the sanctuary today. That is so important, I am going to repeat it. Hope sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. So I want to pause here for just a moment before we enter into our study today. And if you're like me, You have probably faced a time in your life where you didn't have a lot of hope. You may have faced a time where your hope had diminished. You may have faced a time in your life where it had gotten so bad that you you had no hope. That you walked around and that you were hopeless in your life or in your situation or in a circumstance beyond your control, or outside of your control. Well, Lamentations, that book in the Old Testament, has a wonderful and a powerful reminder to us today that with God, we always have hope. We always have hope. Hope never fails, and that's the uh, the title of our message today. And so my prayer in the next few minutes that we spend together, my prayer is that as we partake of the Lord's Word and apply it to our lives, that we will renew our hope, that we will strengthen our hope, and that we will be reminded of where our true hope comes from. Our true hope. I'm not talking about my hopes that my beloved Gamecocks will finally beat you Tigers in football this season. I'm not talking about that kind of hope, okay? I'm not talking about the kind of hope that um, the weather is good this coming Friday because of some outdoor plans. No, I'm talking about heartfelt, gut-wrenching, life-situation hope that we will never lose because when we identify and understand our true hope comes from the Lord, he will renew and strengthen our hope. You know, John Bunyan uh, was a 16th century Christian writer and preacher. And I like what he said. He said, hope is never ill when faith is real. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a great statement on hope. Let's talk a little bit about Lamentations. Let's, uh, let's put some setting around this book of Lamentations in the scripture that we've read today. Um, Lamentations is uh, a book that uh, the scholars mostly agree that the prophet Jeremiah wrote the book of Lamentations. And so Jeremiah wrote his book, uh, the book of Jeremiah, and then he wrote the book of Lamentations as well. This book, it is believed, was written in approximately 586 B.C., before the death of Christ. And actually, it is a book that's broken down. It's basically five poems or five chapters that make up uh, the book of Lamentations. Lamentations is a longer version of laments laments, meaning sorrow, sadness, despair. And so here Jeremiah is writing these five poems, or he's lamenting one of the darkest times in Jewish history. And this dark time that Jeremiah is living in and prophesying in and preaching in uh, is the capture of the Jewish people by the Babylonian Empire. Also, Jeremiah witnesses not only the captivity of the Jewish people and their their exile into foreign countries, but he also witnesses their sacred temple which represented God Himself to the Jewish people the sacred temple is completely destroyed and and burned to the ground in 586 by the Babylonian army and uh, empire. Now many of you may know that Jeremiah has a nickname and many of you may know that he is also referred to as the weeping prophet. Well we understand Why Jeremiah is given that description or that nickname? Because he was an eyewitness to this destruction, to this burning, to this utter uh, destroying of the holy city Jerusalem and the temple. And so when we see that context and we see that setting that, uh, that Jeremiah is writing the book of Lamentations in, and you read through the book of Lamentations, It will not take you long in these five poems of laments. It will not take you long to feel the intensity of the emotions that Jeremiah is feeling. He is feeling intense emotions. He is feeling sadness. He is feeling despair. He is is feeling hopelessness because his people... His beloved brothers and sisters have been raided upon, have been attacked, have been carried off into captivity, and the city of Jerusalem utterly destroyed along with the temple. Have you felt intense emotions before in your life? Have you lost hope? In your life I have I have I have there was a time in my life I couldn't even think about tomorrow I was just trying to get through today there was a time in my life I had no hope I could not see my way out of this I could not see A way out of this situation and I bet that as I speak to you if that's true for me you're no different than me you have emotions you live life you have challenges you have good times and you have bad times well praise the Lord we can rest in the Lord we can have hope even in the darkest of times there were three powers in the world at the time of Jeremiah, and they were all vying for political and world supremacy. There was the Babylonian Empire, there was the Syrian em- Assyria Empire, and there was the Egyptian Empire or Egypt. So Babylonia, Assyria, Egypt, back in Jeremiah's day, man, they're warring with each other, they're politically positioning themselves, and they are trying to take dominance over the world. And, uh, and so Jeremiah, there in Jerusalem, he is in the midst of this, this world at that time. And so his ministry covered 40 years. He was uh, prophesying and called as a prophet in the year 626 B.C., and the destruction of Jerusalem took place in 586 B.C. So as we think about Jeremiah's life, his ministry, those 40 years in Jerusalem, notice what Jeremiah witnessed during his prophesying and during his preaching. He, he witnessed a nation that turned away from God. He witnessed an increasing worship of idols other than Jehovah God. He witnessed religious indifference and insincerity. He witnessed dishonesty. He witnessed adultery. He witnessed injustice. And he witnessed tyranny of the helpless. And then last but not least, he witnessed the political upheaval among the nations. And man, as I studied this, and as the Lord laid this lamentations upon my heart, I thought to myself, my goodness, that's our times today. That, that, that's just the times that we live in today is what Jeremiah lived in. And, and folks, there's a, there's a reason for that. There's nothing new under the sun in the human heart. The human heart is evil and wicked and can do unspeakable things. It is only through the salvation of Christ, that he comes into our heart and he changes that sinful nature. But there were political uh, upheaval. There was injustice. There was tyranny against the helpless. There were those being dishonest, those being insincere about their religion. Jeremiah lived in the middle of this. He lived in this. So as we think about it, he certainly had every reason to be hopeless, to have his hope diminished, and to, uh, to, to worry and be concerned about the future. I can just see Jeremiah now. And this is a picture. It's a great picture here. In the background, you can see Jerusalem. You can see the ruins of Jerusalem. You can see Jeremiah here, a fictitious rendering by an artist of Jeremiah. But I think it captures the essence of his emotions and, and the intense disappointment and discouragement and despair that he is feeling here because he has watched his people turn away from the Lord. He has watched uh, Babylon come in and destroy Jerusalem and destroy the Blessed Temple. So we see here Jeremiah's worst fears came to pass. His worst fears came to pass. His hope is gone. His strength is greatly diminished. And listen to this, and maybe you can identify with Jeremiah. I certainly can. His endurance was pushed beyond his limits. He was pushed. His endurance could not endure anymore. He was at a breaking point. He was at a point where he saw no future, no hope, no way out. He was facing an uncertain future. So let's pause there for just a moment, and let's apply that to ourselves today. I don't know about you, but I have faced times where I didn't know how this thing was going to turn out. I have faced times of disappointment, discouragement, despair. I have gone through times where I didn't even think about food. And by the way, I love food. I, my customers will ask me, they'll say, Dan, I'll go take you know, my customers to lunch or dinner or something. They'll say, Dan, where do you want to go? To? I said, any place they serve food. I love food, any kind of food. And, um, but folks, have you ever been at a place in your life before where food, you didn't even think about it, and then all of a sudden a thought came to your mind and you said, when did I eat last? I don't even remember when I ate last or what I ate last. That's what Jeremiah is feeling. That is the intensity that Jeremiah is feeling here. So I don't know where where you are today, but there may be some physical rubble. There may be some health issues. Some of our members, bless their hearts, are are going through some terrible health crisis. There there may be some physical rubble there. There may be some emotional pain. There, There may be some spiritual despair. There may even be an uncertain future. Can we all identify with that? (laughs) Turn on the news. Uncertain future. Uncertain future. How's this going to end? There may be some hope diminished out here. There may be some hope lost. Look up in Lamentation chapter 3. Look just a few verses up from where we read. Look at verse 18. I want you to look at verse 18. These are the words of Jeremiah, the prophet, the man that we are studying today. We see Jeremiah at his lowest point. And I love the ESV uh, translation. My endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord. Can you identify with that? Have you ever been there? My endurance is diminished. It is perished and so is my hope from the Lord. Let me tell you, life is hard. My dad used to tell me when I was growing up, something would be unfair and I would have been untreat- treated unfairly. Maybe I didn't get picked on the, you know, the team that I wanted to be picked on and I had to play on this team over here or I didn't get this or I didn't get that. And my dad would tell me, he would say, Daniel, life is not fair. Life is not fair. And I'm like, Dad, that's not good enough. I want more than that, Dad. I want more than that. he was like, Daniel, life is not fair. And folks, (laughs) we've lived long enough to know that, don't we? Discouragements, circumstances beyond our control. Many times we create some of our own problems and issues, but a lot of times circumstances beyond our control gravitate around us, sweep us up into their midst. And so we're dealing with circumstances that we didn't create for ourselves, but we're right in the middle of it. And all of this can overwhelm us. And all of this can cause us to say, what else can happen? Have y'all ever been there? Can I get an amen on that? What else can happen? We've all been there, haven't we? Well, guess what? A lot of times, something else does happen. But again, our true hope is not in our circumstances. Our true hope is in the Lord our God. But I want you to notice something. And here we're going to turn and we're going to have a cheerleading and a rally from here on to the end of the worship service. That's the bad stuff, folks. We got it out of the way. We're moving on. I want you to look at the promises of God and they apply to you and I today. I want you to note that that Jeremiah does not end in despair. Uh, He does not end his life hopeless and helpless. Something happens between verse 18 and verse 21 in Jeremiah's life and in his mind. His mindset and his attitude changed. Look there with me at verse number 21. Yet I still dare to hope. So he went from his strength is gone, his endurance is gone, his hope is gone, to he says, yet I still dare to hope. You know what the change was? Jeremiah's hope was renewed. That's our prayer for today, through the Word of God. That if you walked in here with diminished hope, or no hope, or fearful of an uncertain future, that we walk out of here with our hope renewed and our confidence sky high. Not in ourselves, not in our government, not in our own abilities and talents, but resting in the true hope of Almighty God. You know what caused the change? Here's what caused the change. Let me tell you what didn't cause the change. This is what didn't cause the change. His circumstances didn't change. Jerusalem was not built back up in his lifetime. The temple was not built back up in his lifetime. All of his bills didn't disappear. All of his problems with people did not disappear. No, his circumstances didn't change. As a matter of fact, His life was about to get worse. You say, well, what else could happen to Jeremiah? Well, here's what else happened to him. He got hauled away in captivity by the Babylonians. He was taken from his own home, from his own country. But no, let me tell you something else. It wasn't a self-help book that he ordered through Amazon and read. That didn't give him his hope back. Let me tell you something else. It wasn't that psychic hotline that you call, and by the way, the first three minutes are free. No, it wasn't that that renewed his hope. And let me tell you one more thing that did not renew his hope. A talk show host who's talking about life and how you can live life more abundantly and with enlightenment. No, I will tell you how Jeremiah renewed his hope. He remembered where his true hope comes from. And it comes from the Lord. Look at verse number 21. Here we see a change in Jeremiah's attitude. He refuses to be overwhelmed by despair, by the circumstances around him, and by the unknown. I love this. Uh, in some translations, you'll see the word yet. You'll see the word but. But, but here's, the, here's the point of that. Those are strong words. You see, there's a, there's a, a change in Jeremiah's attitude. There's a change in Jeremiah's mindset. He goes from lamenting and despair and hopelessness to confidence, boldness, because his hope is anchored in the Lord. His hope is renewed when he begins to think and dwell upon what God will do in the future, not what has happened in the past. Um, Yet... I still dare to hope when I remember that my hope is in the Lord. And, and here's the lesson for us today. You and I can dare to hope. Yes, dare to hope. Dare to hope that a revival, a worldwide revival, a turning back to the Lord, we can dare to hope that because our hope Is in the Lord. Yes, we can dare to hope that God is going to see us through whatever we are going through. We serve the same God that Jeremiah served. No matter what our personal circumstances are, no matter what is happening around us, we always have hope in God. Verses 22 through 23, Jeremiah goes on and, and he writes even more. And, and, and man, he's writing, he's confident, he's, he's uh, getting his footing back under him, he's getting his, his courage back under him, and he's being anchored back to the love of God. And he says these uh, things in verses 22 through 23. Look at it with me. He says, God's love never ceases. Never ceases, folks. That's a promise we can count on that. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And my wife's not here, and that's important, and I'm going to repeat it. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness when I got that promotion, and when my bills are covered, and my health is good. Great is thy faithfulness. And great is thy faithfulness when I lose my job and I didn't expect it and I don't know what I'm going to do in the future. Great is thy faithfulness in all circumstances. Things cannot get any worse for Jeremiah, we think, but guess what? They do. And here's something that I thought was just great. Notice that Jeremiah is is not consumed. In other words, his life, he feels like it's at an end but his life is not over. He has not been destroyed. Guess what? The Israelites, if you study the Old Testament, the Israelites have not been destroyed and they have not been consumed. No, God has providentially ordained it that they scatter and He has a plan in the future and that future is a more glorious Jerusalem, a more glorious temple that is risen up to Christ. God Knew, knows that. He knows our future, and He is with us. Notice the mercies here uh, that, uh, that Jeremiah talks about. He says uh, he says mercies plural. Okay, well, when I was in high school, Miss Mary Frances Garrett, she was my English teacher, and man, she was a good English teacher because I love English. I love I love to read. I love to write. To me, words are powerful. Words are important, and so I study words, and I try to communicate as accurately as I can. And so the word here, mercies, is plural. What it gives us an idea of here, Jeremiah says there is an abundance and there is a variety of mercies that come upon us every day. And it's not for the hopeless, but we are to open our eyes and we are to see that. I love this. Matthew Henry, the great Bible commentator, he says this, the church of God is like the burning bush in Moses' presence. It is burning, but it is not consumed. Amen. Have you ever felt that in life? You are burning. I've been there. You've been there. We are burning. We can't take it anymore. But then guess what? The bush is burning, but it's never consumed. We are never consumed when our hope is in the Lord. Our liars are like that sometimes. We're burning, but we're never consumed. We're never destroyed. God's mercies are new every day. He is giving us new instances of His compassion, and His compassions fail not. And even in the midst, even in the midst of that destruction, and even in the midst of Jeremiah's despair, he remembered that the truth of the Lord endures forever Now, I know some of you are looking at your watch, and I'm thinking what Wanda told me yesterday, so I'm going to get through this. We're going real fast for the next few minutes, okay? Just just stay with me. It's too good to to not uh, get through this. Verse 24, notice that Jeremiah had lost his livelihood. He had lost his freedom. He had almost lost life itself. But notice what he says. He, He says, My inheritance... And some translations say my portion is in God. Let me tell you something, folks, and you've learned this. We've all lived long enough. Portions and inheritance in this old world is perishable. It can be gone like that. It can be gone like that. Only our inheritance and our portion in God can we have lasting security. I want you to look at Psalm 73, verse 26. You don't have to turn over there, but make a note of it on your your bulletin there. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh, this is what the psalmist writes, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And that's where I come down today on the authority of the Word of God. I can say, having lived through a life of um, 65 years and the battle scars to show for it, I can tell you upon personal authority and the Word of God authority that our strength endures, our portion endures forever when it is placed in the palm of God's hands. It is easy to lose hope, folks. I know that. Life is hard. I know that, folks. Some of you are going through some incredibly difficult times. I know that. We're walking that with you. Relationships are challenging. Our world is a dangerous and uncertain place, and a war of culture is being waged all around us right now. But as Jeremiah teaches Let's recall to mind these truths and promises. The Lord's loving kindness never ceases. The Lord's compassions never fail. His mercies endure forever. Great is His faithfulness. And I will repeat that. Great is His faithfulness. And then lastly... Uh, I'm going to ask the band to come on up uh, now. But I want to I uh, uh, just close uh, with this next slide. This is something that really impressed me about Jeremiah on the next slide. Is there another slide up there, Perry? Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. By the way, I'm so proud of Perry. I know I shouldn't say that, but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's a great baseball player. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> That's just a grandparent. It just oozed out, out of me. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, God, listen, God judges a man by his faithfulness and his obedience. And for that, this is what Jeremiah presents to us. Jeremiah set a great example for us, folks. He's a man of obedience. He was a man of faithfulness. And he was a man of courage. And I ask all of us today to be just that. Be obedient. Be faithful. Be courageous. Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is renewed every morning in the Lord. All right. Band, come on up. And uh, we're going to uh, have a song here at the uh, end. Um, And um, the invitation is this, folks. Um, I've done my part. I have, to the best of my ability, stood behind the cross and proclaimed God's Word as He revealed it to me. Um, And if the Lord is touching your heart and you want to pray here at the altar, please come on up. If you want me to pray with you, I would love to pray with you. But over the next uh, two to three minutes, as the praise band leads us, let God's Word speak to your heart this morning. Let it encourage you Let it give you hope, renew your hope. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, that it's good for reproof, for instruction, for rebuke. And I just pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would fill our hearts with hope, with renewed optimism, uh, and, and with a boldness, Father, in our faith. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.